I think that's what happens to most people in this world. They, they work their whole life and then they retire. A lot of retirees don't last long. They have no purpose in life anymore. Didn't you used to be Jake the Snake Roberts, man? What happened to you? You're a sick man, Robert. Oh, that's true, I am. At least you know that. All these things that happened to me as a kid, they make you who you are. Yo, Jake, we haven't heard from you in a while. Give me a call. A month? A month ago, you did crack, man. How often do you feel like you fight it, fight the addiction? 24 seven. Before anyone can actually help you, but you gotta be ready to help yourself. It's not a choice, man. When the cravings hit you, it's on. I'm right here, I'm right here. This is the beginning. But I can't change what I did. I don't wanna hurt him or me anymore. Or anybody else who cares about me. Our dad is changing. Tapped me on the chest and said, son, I want more time. One more time with you. No one believes it's going to happen. All I can do is change what I'm going to do tomorrow. So what do you really want? I want to be free. It's time for Movie Month. It is my third annual movie month. In which I will be watching 30 movies in 30 days And I'll either hate them or give them praise I first became a fan of professional wrestling Really when I was a, a little kid, like most people um, I think... You know, it's just something I might have stumbled upon on TV. I don't remember my dad really watching it. I know my grandfather sometime watched, sometimes watched it. And, um, but it, I grew up, you know, I was born in the 70s, grew up uh, mostly in the 80s and the 90s. And really, I was 10 years old when the first WrestleMania kind of uh, premiered. Not kind of premiered, premiered. I was maybe 9 or 10 years old. Um, and that's when wrestling became this huge thing. MTV was, was new. Music videos were new. Rock and wrestling was this big thing. And Hulk Hogan was this bigger than life, larger than life, you know, superhero, for lack of a better term. And um, wrestling just kind of became this giant mainstream nationwide product, which is not something that it's always been. Um, and I was at the right age at the right time to kind of get sucked in early on. And I remember... Uh, being a little kid, going to Methuen High School with my dad and my brother, and I think my uncle and my cousin, and we went to see like WWE, well WWF, uh, actual wrestlers wrestling at Methuen High, and I I remember one of those wrestlers being Jake the Snake Roberts. Now years go by, um, and you know probably I remember being seventh eighth grade being a, a, a subscriber to WWF magazine and then high school hit and I just kind of faded away from it didn't really watch it as much it was on from time to time and then every so often my brother would want to get Wrestlemania and I remember getting a few of those then college hit and I pretty much kind of abandoned it altogether um, I don't even think I ever watched Monday Night Raw and I was a junior in college when I had a roommate who was huge into wrestling and I didn't I was like what Dude, what's wrong with you? Um, and he like he had posters, he had books where they talked about rankings. He would go with his friends on Monday night to go watch it at places. I didn't get it at all. Then 
my senior year of college, we finally got cable television in our dorms. And I happened to turn it on on a Monday night. And I started watching it. And at that time, I, you would flip back and forth between USA and TNT between WWF and WCW. And I was always, I didn't know WCW. That was something my, my cousin um, watched and knew about. I never quite uh, was familiar with it. So I was always a WWF, WWE guy. This is really a long-winded way of getting to today's movie, but bear with me. Um, just giving you a quick history of how a 39-year-old man could still be watching wrestling. I'm still 39, so let's hold on to that. Uh, and it's Monday night, so guess what I'm doing tonight? Or it's Monday, so guess what I'm doing tonight? It's not Monday night yet. It's Monday, beautiful Monday morning. I like tangents, and I like what, talking and, you know, kind of losing where I'm going and reeling it right back in to say that I really started enjoying wrestling, and it started to feel... It was different than what I grew up on. It was a little edgier. I was a, a little... It was live, or it, would, it felt live. Um, and they, would, they wouldn't just have these scrubinis, these, these nobodies wrestling, you know, semi-familiar people on Saturday morning. You'd see these, you know, big-name guys fighting each other every week. And uh, I remember telling my brother to watch it, and he was, he was home at the time still. He was working out of college, and uh, he would watch it, and I would watch it, and we'd start talking about it. And uh, that lasted for, for a couple years, because it was around the time of Stone Cold Steve Austin, too. That was the big deal. And um, I remember, you know, I, we, I, we'd both be out of college, both still living at home, and uh, I would we'd get together on Monday nights, he'd, he'd tape it on the VHS, on the VHS machine, and we would fast forward. We would actually fast forward through the wrestling sometimes just to get to the storylines. It was, okay, there's nothing going on here. Fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. Um, and then in 2000, I remember getting married and still watching it a little bit. And 2001, and um, at that point, you know, well, prior to that, I'd be checking the internet all the time for news and information on it because I was more fascinated with the behind-the-scenes stuff Almost as much, or if not more, than the, than the actual stories and the wrestling. The business, the behind the scenes, what goes into making the show, what goes into the, what these guys do for, for, the, you know, for the 20 plus hours that they're not wrestling, uh, it, really, it actually interests me. And I, I read a couple books on it. I read Mick Foley's book on it. And um, I don't remember exactly what happened, but it faded away again where I stopped watching wrestling. It just kind of... I, I would miss it on a Monday night. I think would, I was married now, so I was just kind of wasn't watching it as much. And then it kind of faded away, and I had no idea what, that was going on, what was going on. To the point where WWE now had a, um, had a reality show. I watched that. It was about people trying to get into the wrestling business. I watched that, but I still wasn't watching uh, Monday Night Raw. You know, we'd get together, and I'd, I'd watch uh, WrestleMania with my cousins, but I didn't quite know the characters or the story that was going on, but I still enjoyed it. Then in 2011, I think I was on Barstool Sports, and I caught a video of CM Punk, this guy who came out and gave this crazy interview, or this crazy, crazy promo in front of a crowd that felt really different and real. And I started watching it again, and I said, okay, let me you know, put it on Monday night and check this out. And um, sorry, people just walking by. They don't know I'm talking about wrestling. And that was 2011, and I started watching it more. And I still wasn't watching live. I would record it, and I'd, I'd uh, 
catch up on it. You know, I'd fast forward through it. And then I'd, I dropped my DVR and I started watching it through Hulu the next day or so. You know, a 90-minute show. Okay, great. I can still understand what was going on. Then I kind of started getting more and more into Twitter. And I created a Twitter account specifically to talk and blog about wrestling. I don't blog about wrestling that much, but I'm, I realized that the tweeting was actually uh, something that really like exploded on during shows, during you know Monday Night Raw and during uh, their Thursday night show or Friday night show at the time, SmackDown. I didn't really watch SmackDown. I still don't watch SmackDown. Um, but I hope that might change soon. But it was the Twitter... And the live feeling that you're, even though I'm sitting at home watching this alone and my wife's walking by shaking her head, that I'm kind of watching it with other people and I got, to, you know, I like posting interesting tweets or try to be funny. Basically, most of the time I try to be funny. And that's kind of stuck with me to this day to the point where, you know, I'm, I'm watching wrestling uh, every week for three hours on Monday nights. Uh, I have the WWE Network, so on Sunday nights when they do their, their uh, you know, monthly pay-per-views, I watch those on Sunday nights, and it's coming soon. SmackDown's going to be live on Tuesday nights, so it's, they expect us to watch Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night. But this is just all just a precursor, just a precursor to what today's movie is about. Now look back in the 80s at Methuen High School, the first live, I just got an email from WWE now, buy one shirt, get one for $5. But the first live show that I remember ever seeing was at Methuen High School and on the card, and I, I remember having the card that I'm pretty sure my grandfather got for me, was Jake the Snake Roberts. And he was out there with his snake, Damien. Jake the Snake was that wrestler. He was part of the, uh, the, the, the boom of the 80s. Um, he was not an overly muscular guy. He was a really kind of a soft-spoken, scary guy who would just come out there and give you a look. But he'd come out there with this giant snake wrapped around his shoulders. And he had this movie called The DDT. And that was a move that you didn't have to be like jump or flip. You could just grab somebody, you know, grab them by the neck and fall backwards so you land on their head. You know, now you think that might, might not be the safest thing in the world. But as a kid... That was a move that me and my brother did on each other constantly. Now, there was a bed and, and a giant uh, mattress, so we were pretty safe. But, um, you know, that, the, 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 he was instantly uh, endeared. Is that the word? I don't know. But he was definitely became a fan favorite right away, whether he was a good guy or a bad guy. Um, but he was the guy who was there in the 80s, early 90s. And I remember years later watching uh, a documentary called Beyond the Mat, and seeing this old, crack-smoking shell of a man, and it was Jake the Snake Roberts, and I thought, my God, what has he done? What has become of his life? And you remember, you'd hear stories where he, he would show up at wrestling shows drunk. You'd see videos of him kind of showing up at shows and not performing, just barely being able to walk. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a sad state of affairs, but... You know, when you hear a wrestler dies, especially a wrestler from that era, it's not as shocking as it should be. And these guys are not old men, but you know the toll that they they the, the, the way they lived their lives then, the way they live their lives now, and the toll that some of the things they did in the ring took on their bodies, the pain that they're in. You know, it's it's a sad reality, and you were kind of 
you wouldn't have been surprised if Jake the Snake became another statistic. But that's not what this movie's about. This movie is the resurrection of Jake Roberts. There's a uh, wrestler out there named Diamond Dallas Page. Uh, well, he's a, I say a wrestler, he's a retired wrestler now. Uh, he didn't start wrestling until he was 35 years old, so he was already old when he, when he got into the biz, and that was in the 90s. Um, but he's kind of, he's a guy who's held himself together. And to the fact where he's developed his own workout. And I, he, he was even on Shark Take once trying to sell this workout. It didn't work. He didn't get investment. But I can see from, from videos of his website to these wrestlers that have been doing it that it is absolutely uh, 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 effective uh, workout. It's called DDP Yoga. His, his name was, in the wrestling world is Diamond Dallas Page. DDP, and he created DDP Yoga, which is, uh, it, the, the tagline is not your mama's yoga. If you look up DDP Yoga, you'll be able to see all kinds of things on YouTube, or you'll be able to see things on Jake the Snake, or this other wrestler, Scott Hall, or there's a bunch of wrestlers even right now who are, who are a little older, but they're doing the DDP Yoga to kind of keep flexible and keep in shape. Um, I, I guess from what I've heard, it's just, every testimonial has ended, has been good. Um, I think my brother actually ordered it. My brother has it. I don't know if he's actually put the DVDs in yet, but it's something that I'm tempted to, to go to his house and steal from him and give a try as I'm trying to get myself in better shape. But the, basically, this DDP yoga, this guy, Diamond Dallas Page, uh, you know, he, he was brought up in the business with Jake the Snake. He was his mentor early on. And he saw that he's been friendly with Jake over the years, and he saw that Jake was in trouble, and he saw that Jake was not doing good. So he basically moved the guy into his house and said, you know, we're going to make you better. We're going to, you're going to have to work on it. No drinking, no drugs, and they're going to start doing this workout. And this movie is kind of the story of watching this guy who was overweight, could barely move, just steadily improving. And it wasn't all perfect. He would fall off the wagon from here to there. He, he, he would be hurt, and he would drink, and he would lie. And he would cover it up, and then he would get, he would ask for forgiveness, and then he'd keep working and keep working. And he, he'd always say this line, my history is not my destiny, or something like that. And that's, that I thought was a great way of looking at that you can't, you, what's behind you doesn't define what comes next. You can kind of, you know, make up your own destiny. And that's basically what he did to the point where, now this, look, I don't want to spoil things, but... You know, if you're a wrestling fan, you already know what happens. Uh, you know, the guy ends up making an appearance on WWE Raw and ends up getting inducted in 2014 into the WWE Hall of Fame. Now, for people outside the wrestling business, or fans, I should say, just people who aren't wrestling fans, that means nothing to you. Like, there's a Hall of Fame? Well, there's, there's a Hall of Fame. There's not a place, but there's a kind of, you know, a quote-unquote Hall of Fame. Uh, that travels with the company sometimes. And really, it's more like uh, like a special club you're in. Um, and it's the WWE, so they pretty much decide. It's not all of wrestling. It's just for them. Um, and they get to pick and choose who they think is worthy. But you know, for these guys, it's a huge deal. And for a fan, you realize, you know, it's it, they're getting uh, honored. And in 2014, Jake got, got in. And he, you know, this guy with his scraggly hair... 
uh, chubby belly, his stomach was coming out of his shirt, who could barely move. He walked up there, you know, short hair, lost a lot of weight, just had his family there with him, had his kids, some of his kids and his grandkids, something that he, you know, if you saw him in Beyond the Mat, he just, you'd never think, you'd never think he'd speak to his kids again. Um, so, you know, it was, there's a few different ways of looking. As a wrestling fan, I, I just thought it was interesting to see. I, I, you know, as a, as a, just a human being, it was just a good story of a life. It's not really a, a, a story. It's, a, it's, it's really happening. And this was the first movie this month where it's not like I'm watching, you know, something just to be, you know, enjoyable. Like I watched two other documentaries and, um, you know, one of them was, uh, on, on this movie company. And what the hell's going on here? Someone's Sorry, some woman just drove up in a golf cart. I thought she was going to talk to me, but she didn't. So I watched two documentaries this month. One was on a, uh, a crazy movie studio, and the other one was on a crazy movie that almost happened. Those are fun, lighthearted, you know, entertainment movies. This documentary was just the first one where, okay, uh, you know, maybe I, was, I had something in my eye or I was cutting onions. I don't know. But I definitely teared up a bit. Um, and this was the first one where it felt like life or death. And, you know, it's, that's 2014. I, I think Jake's still doing okay. Um, I know that he's, I'm pretty sure he's been a voice on the WWE's uh, new cartoon on their network. And, you know, I'm, I think there was a cancer scare there for a while, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he's gotten through that. I haven't, I should probably do a little more research on that. Oh, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. See, man, you never know what's going to happen. So my wife just walked outside with her parents' dog and my dog. We have this double leash. And she ran out to me and handed me the dog and had to run back in because there was a phone call she had to take. And so I'm standing right here with a double leash right now with two dogs, uh, hoping they both, uh, you know, you know, you know what I hope they do. Um, I'm, I'm not, this is a weird, it's like a, you know, those retractable leashes. So this is a double headed one. And I got two dogs attached to it. It's very strange, but it's kind of cool. Um, oh yeah. So where was I? So, you know, I, I don't quite know exactly where Jake is at this moment. Um, but I'd like to look it up and it's, this movie's on Netflix. It's an hour and a half long. Um, it looked like it was mostly, you know, put together with, with, with the, with the help of, 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 uh, crowdfunding. Because uh, the, the credits were basically a few of the guys who did the, the filming, a few executive producers, and then the crowdfunding. And I thought that was kind of cool. Um, if you are a fan of 80s wrestling, if you are a fan of wrestling now, or if you're just interested in documentaries, this, and it, it talks, it's a lot about addiction and a lot about, you know, um, about redemption and trying to uh, stay healthy and clean. And they also, there's a, there's a lot with another wrestler named Scott Hall who was kind of going through the similar thing. They brought him into the house too and they focused on him improving as well. DDP is a saint. Um, if I ever get the chance to do DDP yoga, I, I'm, I, I, I'm definitely, you know, going to um, trust in it because I trust in this guy. And, uh, you know, I just hope the best for Jake the Snake. You know, he's given millions of people uh, years and years of entertainment and it ain't over yet. Um, and that's all I really want to say about today's movie. And I think I talked more about my wrestling, uh, fandom than I did the movie, but that's kind of how it is. You know, I mean, this, the movie speaks for itself. Um, 
And yeah, so I, I, that's why I posted this. I'm posting this not only on my Geek Mentality uh, wrestling, I mean Geek Mentality podcast, but also this is going to be up on, on WrestleFania. So if you are a fan of WrestleFania, uh, this is a little special just for you guys. Um, this is day 27 of 30 watching movies. Uh, if you want to go over to fansnotexperts.com and check out all the other movies, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Geek Mentality. Or if you're into wrestling, you can follow me on Twitter at WrestleWatcher. I'll be watching wrestling tonight. And, um, of course, everything's at fans.experts.com. And, yeah, I mean, what else do I got to say? That is it. So please play my music. This is my podcast. I made it. Geek Mentality is what I named it. And I think you should listen and subscribe. Because I'm kind of funny and awesome. I think that I'm worth your time and I'm kind of handsome. My mom says, please listen and please subscribe. At least listen to this episode. Fans not experts.